there are too many insanely creative humans that are holding themselves back. So many of us have stopped ourselves from stepping into who we truly can and should be. The Creative Commute is here to inspire you to become the very best version of yourself, to stop worrying so damn much, and to shed the fear and judgment that hold you back, revealing the creative, glittery unicorn person you were born to be. Let's get started. I have a question for you, creators. What do you want to be when you grow up? This is a question we're asked from an early age. I remember one particular time I was asked it as a kid, and I remember replying, hairstylist. Now, after some trial and error and after running out of scholarship money in college, I did decide to go become a hairstylist, and I was pretty dang good at it. Not the best. There are some other people who are dramatically better than I could ever dream of being at the art of hair. But I was pretty good. For those of you who know my story, you know that I ultimately left the hair profession to start a new one, completely from scratch. I mean, intern at 32 years old from scratch. If you want to hear more about this, go back and listen to my very first episode, Now is the Time to Try Something New. But I started over, in a new career, where I really sucked in the beginning. In fact, I remember going out to my car on my lunch break and crying a few times. One day, I left at lunch and I drove to Jimmy John's, got a beach club sandwich and some jalapeno chips, and I took bites of my sandwich between wiping tears and avocado spread from my face. (laughs) Trying new things is hard. Starting all over from scratch is hard. It sucks to feel like you suck at something. I felt the same way when I started doing hair. It was terrifying. People were terrifying. (laughs) As a people pleaser, doing hair was both the most rewarding and scary job I could have possibly chosen for myself. Every day was a new day, and every day I never knew if somebody was going to come and ask for something I had never done before. I think that this is part of what has helped me build an exercise of courage over the years. When I share the story of changing careers, and when people see what I've done with the Creative Commute Facebook group in the past six months, going on podcasts and creating this one, people ask me, how do you do that? Or they'll say, how do you go live every day? Lately, I've been hearing something consistently. You are so brave. This one takes me off guard every single time. Because I am terrified. (laughs) The quote on my wall, I repeat it all the time. I'm reading it to you right now from my wall. Everything you ever wanted in life is on the other side of fear. This is the quote that I read every day. I repeat it all the time because I am afraid of a lot. I am afraid of trying new things. I am afraid that something that I might do might step outside of other people's expectations of me, that it might hurt somebody else, that it might not meet what I expect of myself. I'm afraid of what other people might think of me. Put simply, I am afraid. But something I heard Yardley Smith say, she does Lisa Simpson's voice on The Simpsons, if you don't know who Yardley Smith is, but I heard her say that she is always scared, but she has a bottomless well of courage. I really love the mental picture that what she said there conjures up for me. It's the idea that fear will always be there, 
but the well of courage never runs dry. And that's because courage isn't something that someone has to hand us. You're not given courage. You don't have to earn courage. Courage is not a thing that we have to purchase. You just have to choose to dip in to the well and take some of it. Okay, this sounds really, really simple. And if it sounds like too simple to you and you're like, okay, whatever, chick, I I get it. There are tons of things at play when we talk about having the courage to do something that we want to do. But we are going to spend some time in this episode peeling back a couple of layers of this onion. First, I think we really need to get down to the basis of one big question. And this question is something that has stopped me a lot. Why don't we like to start? Why is starting so hard? Why do we want to be awesome at things? Why is humbling ourselves to get down to square one so gut-wrenchingly awful? <laughs> okay, those that was actually four questions. <laughs> but for me, all of these things are very much related to starting. I'm terrified of doing badly at something to the point that I often won't start something at all if the risk of early stage failure seems too high. Is anybody else with me on this? For me, this is applicable to writing. I've wanted to start a blog for years, like a travel blog or maybe even reviewing all of the places that we travel to. We'll come back to this example and what has stopped me on this here in a little bit. But first, I want to talk about something that I have literally (laughs) boxed myself into in my own home. Wallpaper. Rewallpapering our house is something I have needed to do since we moved into this home. And this month, it is now September 2020, (laughs) we will have lived in this house for 11 years. I am still looking at the same peeling wallpaper that has been here since day one. Why? Because I know, deep down, I know I am going to fail at removing wallpaper. I am going to fail at replacing that wallpaper that was removed the first time. I've never done this before. It's going to suck. I'm probably going to cry or want to cry. I will need at least 12 Jimmy John's Beach Club sandwiches and a pack of Reese's Pumpkins to get me through this. Y'all know that Reese's pumpkins are the best of the holiday Reese's, right? (laughs) No sane person relishes in starting projects while similarly feeling overwhelmed by the suck factor that will ensue. If you are turned on by how shitty that will be, you're probably some kind of masochist, which is a whole different episode for a whole different kind of podcast. (laughs) So instead of actually removing my wallpaper, I've been sitting around and feeling these negative feelings about it. I've been imposing guilt on myself. I've been beating myself up about it. But none of those things, none of those negative feelings that I have about it are actually pushing me past the fear that I have of failing at this project. Are you following me on that? Think about that. I sit and I talk about, oh, I need to do this. Oh, I need to do that. Oh, I feel so. I'm making myself feel terrible just looking at this wallpaper on the wall instead of just dipping into the well of courage to just start it. I think that I've been pretending that I'm using this guilt and the self beratement as a motivator, actually, to get myself to try. Like, oh, I need to do that. Oh, I need to do this. When really, it's the exact opposite. 
I've really been using these feelings of guilt and shame about it to stop myself from the risk of failure that I might experience when I start it. I heard someone say something a while back, and I think it was author Susie Moore, that courage is nothing more than a willingness to be uncomfortable. Phrased another way, I like the rephrasing of this, courageous people are those who are willing to be uncomfortable. As humans, we don't like to be uncomfortable. In fact, we avoid uncomfortability at all costs. Nope, don't want it. (laughs) We make up all kinds of stories to protect ourselves from discomfort. We blanket ourselves in worries and fear and essentially often lies that hold us in place in a nice blanket of all of this negativity so that we don't move forward. I also like this quote that I heard from E. Paul Torrance that courage is resistance to fear and mastery of fear, not the absence of fear. Fear will always be there. Fear is there. We are going to experience fear. So it's how we approach that fear. It's what we do with it that really matters. And the thing that we can use to master fear is courage. That's it. And if courage requires us just being uncomfortable, then that's all you need. You just need a willingness to be uncomfortable. So it's all about getting comfortable in the uncomfortable. It sounds really simple, but your brain does not want you to do this. It absolutely does not. And that's why we avoid doing things that make us uncomfortable. We avoid having uncomfortable conversations. I don't know, maybe I'll make this really ridiculous just to illustrate my point, even just with relationships. So we do this with things like my wallpaper, but we also totally do it with relationships. Say there's a squirrel. She's a squirrel who hangs out in my yard. She has been hanging around in my backyard. Me and the squirrel, we're cool. We get along. We understand each other. Until one day, I see the squirrel do something kind of shady. Maybe she like takes a nut from another squirrel. And I'm like, whoa. Whoa, WTF squirrel, I thought you were cool. I thought you had integrity. Now I see you out there taking some other squirrel's hard-earned nuts. Not cool. Instead of going and having a conversation with the squirrel and telling her these things I'm thinking, I go around and start talking to the other yard animals about the squirrel. I talk to all of her squirrel friends, and I talk to her squirrel family, and I talk to Moose, my dog, and I tell the rabbits that live under our shed. Did you see what she did? Can you believe it? It was nuts. Now everyone knows about what a crappy squirrel she is, except the actual person who could correct the action. No one has told her that what she did was kind of crappy. No one's given her a chance even to tell her side of the story. I've created a comfortable blanket of easy conversations that I could have in order to hold this situation infinitely in its suckiness. What could the alternative have been? I could have gone straight to the source, had an uncomfortable 10-minute conversation that could have gotten right to the root of this nutty situation. But sure, there's a risk. It could blow up, could have a bad result. She could no longer want to talk to me ever again. But that is probably an edge case result. Likely, we would have a conversation, talk it out, error grievances, and move forward. I have been in an 11-year conversation with myself and everyone else about my wallpaper. I still have not faced the wallpaper head-on. I haven't allowed myself to get uncomfortable. 
to face what I know needs to happen to get it done. Instead, I've created a series of comfortable complaints that have kept me feeling guilty and shameful and just generally crappy in order to stay right where I'm at instead of taking care of the thing that I know will make me happy. Once I have this wallpaper on my walls, I'm going to feel so light and airy and good. It just, whether it's relationships or it's a thing, it just doesn't make any sense when we break it down like this, guys. So far, I've used these weird examples of wallpaper and squirrels, but I encourage you to look at something in your life. Maybe it's something silly, uh, like maybe wanting to reorganize a drawer. Maybe it's something much, much bigger. Maybe it's wanting to change jobs or start a blog or travel the world. Look at me with the creative commute. I've wanted to write for years. I have. And I know that my kind of writing has a certain sensibility about it. It's real life stuff. I like to talk about life and put a fun twist on it. I've had all of these thoughts in my head and I've wanted to share them. But I thought to myself, nobody writes like this. Who really cares about this stuff? There's already so many other people creating blogs. I'm not exotic enough for anyone to care about what I have to say. You see those bloggers out there. They're super exotic with their crazy swimsuit pictures. (laughs) And shoot, maybe this is still true. Time will tell whether anybody wants to listen to this or read my writing. But I just went ahead and started doing it. I made a decision and I started moving. I dipped into the well of courage and got really uncomfortable. You all should have seen me the day I sent my first email. I gave myself a migraine and I was sweating profusely. (laughs) But I did it and it feels so freaking good to finally be letting these things out, to be sharing them and to have found purpose behind it. Now, did I have my purpose when I first started doing it? I I mean, I guess I kind of had some idea of what I wanted to hopefully accomplish, but that was because I had been doing a ton of self-reflection, which you know I'm all about. But genuinely, I didn't really know exactly what I was doing when I started all of this. In fact, in January, I thought I was starting a greeting card line, and I still might someday start that greeting card line. (laughs) But in February... I was doing copywriting coaching. I was helping small business owners write their web pages and, and teaching them some of the skills that I know. But by March, I'd started the creative commute and it would not have been without that first step back in January, without that very first teeny tiny step of writing the copy for a greeting card that led me in this direction. It was having the courage to just do one thing. You can do this too. You can. We have this idea in our heads that something isn't worth starting if we don't have it all figured out. If we can't do it perfectly, why should I even start? This is a big, fat excuse. At least it has been for me. You know, well, I don't know what I want to do. I can't do that because I don't know how. I don't know how to build an audience. No one will read it. No one will think it's any fun. Who will care about it? All of these questions were simply protecting me and they're simply protecting you from actually trying something. It's protecting you from that little possibility that there might be some failure, from putting ourselves out there and maybe just experiencing a little bit of failure. But oh my goodness, the horror, oh, the horror of someone seeing us try something and us not immediately succeed. 
All of these things that we want to do, we don't do them. We wait for the perfect day, the perfect place and time. We wait to save up all the times and funds and plan it all out so absolutely perfectly so that we have the vacation of our dreams or the whatever of our dreams. We wait for the exact right time where everything finally comes together in perfect blissful harmony for it to happen. Legit. Waiting for all of these things to come together is stopping us. It's stopping us. We're using it as something to stop ourselves from actually trying the thing. Today on Facebook, I asked, what are some of the things you wish you had the courage to do? And I saw these amazing things like stand-up comedy, traveling by myself, writing a book, jumping out of an airplane, starting a podcast, opening an Etsy shop, deep sea diving. Now, I can't help somebody with the fear of heights. (laughs) That's definitely some deep stuff I can't really help you with. (laughs) But all of these other things are freaking doable. They're so doable. We can do these things if we're willing to just dip into the well of courage, to get a little bit uncomfortable, to take a step even when the time doesn't feel exactly right, just taking a step anyway. So now that you're grown up, what do you want to do? Not who do you want to be. You're already an awesome human being. Now that you're grown up, what do you want to do? I invite you to really take a look at what is holding you back from that thing. Is it a physical thing? Is it a mental thing? What, what is really, really holding you back? I'm not saying that there aren't actually things. It depends on the thing you want to accomplish. I totally understand that there are things that physically could be holding you back. But my question to you today, my ask, my desire is for you to look at this very objectively. Could doing an uncomfortable thing help you move toward it? Could dipping into the well of courage help you take one step in the direction of making this happen for you? And what is that one thing that you could do, just one little thing that could move you in the direction of getting, having, accomplishing, feeling that wonderful thing? For me, it could be picking out a wallpaper I'd love to see on my walls. I still have not looked at wallpaper that I might actually like to have on my walls. I haven't allowed myself to even see in my mind's eye what that wallpaper could look like. I've held myself back with all of these other feelings and haven't actually taken the courageous step into believing that it could happen. For you, it could be writing down your thoughts and posting it on a social media post if you're wanting to start that blog. Whatever the thing is, consider what is that one step that you could take. And think about how are you blanketing your life in worry and guilt and shame and all of these other feelings in order to keep things safely in place? How are you holding yourself back in the name of protecting yourself from getting uncomfortable for just a few moments? I can tell you that I have done it constantly through most of my life. I have been so, so, so guilty of having conversations about everyone but the person I need to have the conversation with, about complaining or talking about all the things I need to do and what's holding me back from those things. Instead of thinking about what's that little actionable step that I could take to move it forward? Or what is the thing that really is actually stopping me from doing it? 
often I actually need to just have a conversation with myself <laughs> about it, which getting in touch with your intuition is a whole different conversation, but a very important part of this as well. We'll have another podcast episode on that later. <laughs> but hear me out on this. Courage is the cost of admission to most of the things you want in life. And it's actually free for the taking as long as you're willing to be one of the uncomfortable few who are willing to dip into the well and take it. Thank you, creators, for listening to this episode. It means so much to me that you would take the time to listen. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. It's totally free and easy to do. And then leave a review. These two things will be really important to ensuring that I'm able to keep bringing you great content like this. I love you all. Please keep sharing your creative, courageous magic with the world. I'll see you next time.